Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No. So this was my weekend, by the way. This is why I'm so happy. I bought goalie equipment from Canadian Tire Street Hockey Gear. The one question I have, were you playing with a rubber puck at least? No, of course not. You had street hockey pads on and no protection other than I wasn't even that. wearing a can. How about that? And I went, stacked my pads. I'm like, whoa, I got nothing on down here. I never thought that I would be leaving my pins. <laughs> Seriously. Wow. And no mask. Talk about putting them on the table. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, welcome to the Hour 2 second half kickoff, everybody. It's brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the Stanley Cup playoffs and the Seattle Kraken Fan Club. Uh, We're excited today. We got a couple breaking news items coming down the pipe. One. The Canadian Football League announcing this morning that they and the XFL have broken up. They are no longer pursuing a collaboration nor merger. They are no longer talking about talking. They're going their separate ways. Sounds like for good. Uh, That's the statement from Commissioner Randy Ambrosi anyways. And then, of course, it's Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final tonight. The Montreal Canadiens at the Tampa Bay Lightning. And while I've jumped full on, with the Habs, clearly, even though they knocked out my team, Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights. They're upset at us in Tampa Bay, and they say it's ending tonight. And where is this comment here? I gotta get, we got our director of scouting, Craig Smith, in the bunker, two-time Grey Cup champion, and they're loving him. They always love him. And I do want to say hey to the football people that are watching, the coaches, the players, because they're DMing me, they're texting me, and they're saying how much they're enjoying the show, and they're enjoying you, Smitty. They love you, Smitty. And... <laughs> Well, you know that. Sorry to put you on the spot. Well, that's a good thing. But they're watching in the bubble all across this country. They're, they're cooped up, and they're watching the show. And I appreciate you for doing that. And we're going to go into the Toronto bubble next segment. Ricky Collins Jr., wide out of the Argos, is going to join us from uh, Argonauts training camp to tell you what life is like inside the bubble. Uh, Mandy in Edmonton's watching. She says, love Rod's energy on the show every day. I wouldn't keep coming back if it wasn't for that. (laughs) Thank you, Mandy. I appreciate you too. Um, Jeff in Winnipeg says, if this collapse happens, the mayor of Tampa's statement will rank up there with when Arthur Blank decided to leave the press box to be on the sideline to possibly celebrate the Super Bowl win. Don't! Biggest collapse in Super Bowl history, right? 28-3, right, Clark? You're Falcons? Wasn't it 28-3? No, we're not going to talk And the owner comes down from the press box. Well, wait a minute. I did that for the 2013 Grey Cup. Or 2009 Grey Cup. What did you think about the mayor of Tampa saying, let's well, lose game four in Montreal and then come back and win it on home ice because we deserve that. Well, I think that's silly. <laughs> I mean, there's no way a team is going to go out and lose a game so they could win it at home. You know, I mean, they're... they're <laughs> what a maroon. Uh, that's ridiculous. What an absolute maroon. Well, <laughs> she won't be invited to the game tonight, I'm sure. Oh. Uh, i got to get some messages in here from Brady, of course, because we've been riding this train up and down all year with Brady, the Habs fan, in Saskatoon. Says, hey, Rod, uh, big game five coming up tonight. My RP show shop order is out for delivery. Oh, shoot. Where's your gal? I wanted to... We got some nice uh, Montreal Canadiens gear that we're selling from the Rod Peterson shop. <laughs> Anyways, obviously Brady's ordered some. He says, I have the Suns winning the NBA Finals in five. Big news today about the CFL and the XFL parting ways. CFL remains Canada's game. Go, Habs, go. 
from Jim Wagner, the CFL game is far superior to the XFL, but I do fear what may happen now that the potential hot girlfriend has left the CFL single again. How about that? How about that? <laughs> Thanks for another great show. And I'll get to the rest of your comments in a moment. It's like Winnipeg. They have the NHL. It's his hometown. They have the NHL, the AHL, the WHL, the AJ or the uh, MJHL, right? It's like Seattle. They got two WHL teams are getting an NHL team. The more hockey, the better. The more football, the better. And Smitty, you said it. I saw you tweeting this or somewhere you said in the 90s, we had NFL Europe, we had CFL, oh. we had NFL, and look at the players that we still found. No, that's when I first started. It's 2000. Whatever it was. 2001. Yeah, it was. It was it was there was four leagues, four leagues that were paying, and and uh, we still got players like uh, uh, G. Roy Simon, you know, we, we Casey Printers, you know, we still got players, you know. So there's lots of players, you know. So uh, uh, it's uh, that's not a, that's not an issue, that's for sure. I thought it was a very profound comment by you that you would say that because look. It's the way the football people talk. When the United States Football League announced a month ago that they were coming back, my phone blew up from CFL coaches. That league's a joke. Their owner's a crook. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, what? why is there the need to dance on the grave of these other leagues from a CFL perspective? I don't understand. See, I loved it when NFL Europe was going. I really thought that it was great. Great for development. It was good for us to go down to take a look at players and and but you know, development of quarterbacks, development of players, and I I, th I think there's a need for that. I think there's a need for another league, you know, that can that can do that. And man, let's, you know, hopefully something will will come out. And uh, you know, XFL, they, you know, the first time they did it, uh, they had good people down there. They had good coaches. They had good players. It was goofy the way they did things, you know, um, but. Uh, um, you know, I think they need another league down there that, 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 that could be done properly. Maybe in the South, you know, not, I've said this before, don't fight the NFL. Don't be playing when the NFL is playing. Play in the spring and, and you know, uh, where there's no NFL. Football's pretty good back down there, but, you know, I think that there would be another. It'd be great to have another league down there. It's the big news Today, the CFL and XFL pulling the plug and then game five of the Stanley Cup final. But I mean, something's happened and I don't know what. I'll tell you what. Yeah. This is why you watch this show uh, to, to find out what I know. And we thought that the owners in the CFL, the teams were split. Some wanted a merger, some didn't. I was told what the commissioner would have preferred to have happen, but I'm not going to divulge what that is because he'd have said if he wanted that out. But... The reason they announced, I'm told, that they were even talking was that it had gone so far down the road that they were afraid it was going to leak out from somebody within a team. So they made a statement from the league level. That's how it all started on March the 10th. They're like, this is getting out. We need to make a statement. Or too many people are finding out about this. And here we are, March, April, May, June, July. Five months later, and no, it's done. I what was, changed? What, do you, I, what could have changed? I was surprised to hear that, you know. Yeah. Because obviously with all the, what, what had, uh, we had heard before, and then all of a sudden today, well, we're done. I, I, was, I was very surprised at that. I, again, like I said, I, I was happy with the news. I, I like the way our league is, etc. cetera. Um, but I was very surprised at that news for it to come out. And, yeah, what the heck happened? You know, I, it was... I guess I could do some digging and find, but, uh, you know. Uh, 
I could too, but I just, <clears throat> I know everybody wants to talk about the games. And near the end of hour one, you were talking about training camps and, uh, you know, they open on the weekend, but no fans are going to be allowed. It's which is fine. It's whatever. I, w- I wish they would allow fans to go to training of camp. Course. I'd love to have gone. But you know, you know, it's going to be interesting. Who the heck knows who's going to win this year? I mean, there's so many different questions, and COVID obviously is one. Who's going to? What's going to happen? What t- kind of team is each team going to present? You know, it's going to be very interesting. Quarterbacking obviously is always the deal. I think right across the board, there's pretty good quarterbacks. Um, but, uh, you know, the health in, in Winnipeg with, uh, with uh, Caleros, yep. I mean, that's, that's the issue. They lost two defensive backs, which were critical in that run. Um, but Richie Hall, you know, I mean, it, it's going to be so interesting. Saskatchewan Rough Riders, you know, I said it at the end of 2019 when they lost to Winnipeg. I said, next year, you know, I think that they're going to be the champs. Well, you know what? They could be the champs this year. You know, I mean, they've got... That's another thing is the two quarterbacks that they got. Mason Fine is a guy that I watched for, for years. And in 2018, I was talking to Jeremy, and Jeremy said, I put Mason Fine on. I said, you're kidding me. I said, I, you should have seen this kid throw. He's a stud, huh? He's, yeah, the only problem with him, he's short. You know, they, he got him at 5'11". He's not 5'11", but the kid can throw. You know, so you know what a short quarterback has done in our league. You know, it, 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 you know. So, and the other one is Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch is. I went to uh, Kath, Kathy went there too. We went to a bowl game in Miami, at the, where the the uh, Miami Marlins play, mm-hmm. BYU and and Memphis. And Paxton was the quarterback. And I looked at him and I went, Well, I guess we're not going to see him. And then of course he gets drafted first. Who knows what happens? Just like, who, you know, you just never know, right? You never no. Know what, what, That's what's fun about it. Now he's, now he's a writer, you know, so there's going to be a battle there. Uh, and and ho- can, can Fajardo, can he do what he did? You know, if he, if he, if he does, they've, they've got this, they still got that running game in Powell. They've got those receivers. Offensive line, you know, about missing. And uh, there's another kid that... that, that, that to Kobe Cofield. Yeah. And so, Dakota Shepley's gone yeah. to the NFL. However, I was talking to a coach the other day from another team, CFL team, a D-line coach, and he's like, the Riders will be fine on their own line. Well, don't forget, they got Boyko, too. And an Evan NFL Johnson. Guy. Yeah. Who oh, they signed in free agency. Evan Johnson is a stud. <laughs> right. So, <clears throat> Riders will be fine there. You know, the fun thing here is what people are chiming in. This was what we've been missing Jason in Red Deer says, I know who's going to win this year. Sorry, guys. It's Bo and the Stamps. You got nothing to apologize for. Could be. You got nothing to apologize for. Just taking a picture of something. Man, I can hardly wait. Uh, wait But then then the Bomber guy writes in. Where is he? (laughs) Bomber's going to win. Tacona Pauly writes from Winnipeg. They're the most... They've kept most of their championship team together. They actually have. They got... They got something going on in Winnipeg, and I um, I remember going to the Hall of Fame induction in Hamilton in 2017-ish, maybe 16. It was awesome, man. It yeah. was the, the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. It was at Tim Hortons Field. It was on the turf. It was just like Canton. Yeah. Beautiful night. It was like yeah. 27 degrees Celsius, whatever that works out to, mid-80s, and O'Shea went in that year, yeah. and G. Roy, and Kelvin Anderson, and did, did Brian Towers. Did Hoppy? Oh, G- Towers. No, not Hoppy. No. But anyways, the speech from O'Shea. Of course, I was the voice of the writers at the time. The speech from O'Day, or O'Shea made my knees knock, and almost got a tear in my eye. And I came back to Saskatchewan, ah, oh, damn, saying, 
Winnipeg's going to be great with this guy. And look what happened. I, I was there for two years, and I saw. And it's not only him; it's Kyle as well. The, I mean, the, what they've got, and, and Ted and uh, and Danny. I mean, what they've got is is very very strong, and they, they'll be good for a long right. time. Right. But the amazing thing is, Zach Caleros has started four, yeah. four yeah. games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Is he going to be in the pantheon? Of iconic Blue Bomber quarterback, Zach Caleros, Kenny Plain, no. Dunnigan, no, you can't. Kahari. Yeah, you can't do that, but he won a great cup. <laughs> he won a great cup. Come on. Which, hey, listen. Mount Rushmore of Bomber quarterbacks. Yeah. Go. Oh, bomber quarterbacks? Yeah, yeah. Bomber quarterbacks. Definitely Kenny Plain. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I would say Don, Don Jonas would have to be up there. Who? Don Jonas. Oh, you got yeah. me on that one. Yeah, well, he was a Shenley Award winner. Um, Dieter Brock? Dieter. <laughs> how, many, how many do I get? Four? <laughs> <laughs> you get four. I mean, KJ KJ was really good. They love him. Yeah, he was really good, and and uh, yeah, man, you know it's well. Donegan won Grey Cups there. Right? Uh, he no, had no, he didn't. He didn't. No. What were they? Eighty-eight. Tommy Clements. Tom Burgess. Tom Burgess. <laughs> Tom Burgess won a Grey Cup. He was really good. You know, so I mean, grand it's, opening, grand closing. Why can't they keep a dynasty going there? Yeah, it's well. How how many years was twenty nine? Yeah. Who'd have thought that, hey? And you know what? Dang, they went to, to play Calgary in the Great Cup in 2001, and they were favored and, and lost to an 8-10 and 10 team. You know, that, that, hey, that's why they play. It was play. there. That's why they play, yeah. James in Borden, Manitoba says, the Bombers look good if they can keep Caleros healthy. That's a huge, huge key. It's a big, it's a big if. Yep, because unproven in backing up. I mean, you know, so it's, it's critical. The uh, the CFL fans are awake. That's it is a Viking shirt. Oh yeah, Jennifer at the Four Seasons Sports Palace, <laughs> yeah. who sponsors this fine segment, the second half kickoff, says, uh, "Is that a Viking shirt you're wearing?" She's at Four Seasons. Go Packers! Yeah, you've probably met her. Uh, no, she I runs the Four Seasons. I heard that they have pretty good pizza there. Outstanding. I, well, Kathy and I will have to head over there. I go for the boneless dry ribs. Oh, we will we'll get that too. Yeah, <laughs> they do take out. Hey, the guys are all saying. And, and forgive my memory here, but Sean Salisbury, who we've been trying to get on this show for some time, and I just think it slips his mind. He's doing sports talk in Houston right now. Yeah. But they're all saying Sean Salisbury, 1990. For sure. But who started the game? I got to apologize. I don't think I watched that great cup. No, no. Uh, Sean Salisbury was in 1988. So he, he, he So they got it all wrong? Yes. Yeah. Salisbury was 88. Uh, Burgess was 90. Come on, guys. And three quarterbacks. So I had it right. Three quarterbacks, three touchdown passes in, in 1990. Sammy Garza, Danny, and, and, uh, and Burgess. Troy Durrell writes in and says, uh, how does everybody feel about the Ticats this year? I think their roster is loaded. They're going to be good. And they'll be highly, highly motivated. Uh, I got them picked to win the Grey Cup. Yeah, so, I, I can see that. Yeah, despite the fact that they're not my biggest fans. <laughs> the, I've got the Hamilton Tiger Cats picked to win the Grey Cup. I'm looking at the stat. I got into the big board. Uh, well, Robert Mims had him had himself a game. 1990. Okay. You he, people he, he lives here, that think he? you know CFL football, I was right. Tom Burgess was the most outstanding player in the football game of the 1990 Grey Cup. So stick that in your pipe and smoke it. I was in the stands at our season tickets. Where was it? BC Place. Was it awesome? It was awesome. 
And They're all awesome. You know what? They are. You know, I, I've been to so many Grey Cups. I, I went to 13, I think, before I was in one. Yeah. And and uh, I've been in four. And, and, and uh, who is it? The, the Kabilis, Jeff? Yeah, Jeff Kabilis in yeah, Winnipeg. He asked about the Grey Cup, how heavy it is. It's not that heavy. It's very surprising. It's such a big trophy, but you take a look at it. It's just made of thin, thin metal, and you know you can you can pick it up pretty easy. So it's not it's not a heavy thing. Um, no, and as you asked if I lifted it up, and I have, but uh, the Stanley Cup, I have not because I've never won it. But all the boys say it's heavier than hell. I bet. <laughs> That's I what bet. they say. I don't get, get that I'll probably ever lift it. Um, Paolo is watching on YouTube, and he's had a few comments here. I'm trying to find his first, just regarding the CFL and XFL, splitting up today. He says, if two major media companies enter talks to explore a merger and mutually decide against it, is it a waste of time or just following what due diligence revealed? Uh... Because he's saying it was not a waste of time. I'm saying it's a waste of time. Arash is saying it's a waste of time. He goes on to say, Paolo, is it a waste of time to simply explore an endeavor and then decide not to pursue it? CFL simply announced they were talking. That's due diligence. These talks can always be continued in the future. For sure, I think DuPont said that. My first take, I was just leaving the house this morning and boom, notification went off from TSN that they've dropped the talks. And I'm just like, of course they did. Why even announce it in the first place then? Now, listen, it's given me four months of content, right? But, I'm, but the stuff that's coming out on Twitter with some CFL people, by the way, saying, just look who leveraged your fears as a CFL fan for their own ratings and clicks. You know what you can do? Shove it. How about that? Like Mike, but why? Why? Why do I even go on Twitter? Well, there was a reason why the talk started. Why? Because there was no the money. The money issue so they're they're you know and and there's there's no harm in talking and you know me you know how many times i said never say never who knows what's yeah, going to happen in the, the future the big thing is is people out there what you got to do is you got to make sure that you go buy tickets and fill the stands when you can to support this league so we can keep yes. it going forever and that's that's the bottom line gary Echeverry. never's a long time yeah 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 <laughs> what yeah. a beauty yeah. uh listen James in Morta, Manitoba says, I'm just happy to have the RP show and a CFL season at the same time. I did not start watching till COVID hit, so having real games to talk about will rock. Oh, yeah. That's the secret sauce. Glenn Erickson in Medicine Hat says, yep, Ticats look solid. That's why that August 14th game in Regina is on my dance card. A good early season measuring stick for both teams. And one more, Jason in Red Deer says, dang, Craig has a memory like an elephant. <laughs> That's what makes you great at your job, Smitty. Yeah. Can we do this? Can we do this more? You know, I'd love to. Uh, I, I'm finally getting the life back. You know, after you know, I haven't really been doing stuff for for three and a half years because yeah. of leukemia, and then and then then this is this pandemic hit, and then I really locked down. You know, so Kathy and I have been pretty much locked down. I went to a store, and people that the yes. ultimate fan zone. This this is one of the best hats that I've ever ever had. I couldn't, you know, obviously I'm a big Viking fan. Kathy, how many hats do I have? <laughs> I have a lot. A lot. Of, <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of hats, but I couldn't believe it when I went into the store. I mean, if, if you're interested, just take a drive out to Moose Jaw, take a look. There's, they got so many different things, every different types of sport. I tried this thing on, I, I went, I got to buy it. 
Like it's it's just totally incredible. Plus, like, it's your team. Plus, it's my team. But it's 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 a little stretchy for this big noggin. And you know, I bought a Detroit. I didn't have a Detroit Lion hat, and I've got a a guy that uh, that works there in player personnel that I really respect. So I, I wanted to buy that. I got two hats, and it just, it's a great place. You could have bought them all. <laughs> oh, Ultimate fans on Musha. Yeah. Smitty, thanks. Kathy, thanks for everything. Appreciate See you, Jasper. And uh, people, we're, hey, people, please go buy some tickets. Let's get the CFL yeah. rolling. We are going to Toronto next inside the Argos bubble. Wide receiver Ricky Collins will be joining us from the University of Guelph. Hang on. You're watching the RP Show. Canada's daytime sports talk show continues after this break on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. All right, welcome back everybody on this Wednesday, episode number 520 of the RP Show. It's a very special treat for you. I should have worn my Argo shirt, which I bought in the uh, Toronto airport the other day. But I'm wearing it in spirit. Uh, Let's go to the University of Guelph right now, which is where the Toronto Argonauts are holding their training camp. And this is a guy, Ricky Collins Jr., whom I told him before we went to air here that I'm excited for the interview because I thought he retired. A couple weeks ago, he signs with the Argos, and now he's in training camp. How you doing, Ricky? Doing good, man. How you doing? Well, 100% now that I'm talking to you, what happened? You just couldn't stay away from pro football or what? Take me through what led you to sign back in the CFL and with the Toronto Argonauts. Man, uh, it really started with the kids that I was training or whatever back home in Tyler. They was always asking me, Coach, why you retired? You still young. You got more years to play or whatever. And then it made it more, more easy for me to sign back to the CFL with my wife. She's talking about... I know you still got more left in you. Do you think this was prematurely stuff like that? Well, I tell you what, Ricky, I'm proud of you for doing that. And I met your wife. I don't know if you remember it. That uh, I don't know what it was, autograph signing or something at Capital GMC and met your, your little man there. And um, this is a pretty inspiring story to me that I didn't even know. So when you went out and looked for a contract, because I know you'd had some offers, um, what made Toronto appealing to you? Uh, just me knowing the, some of the coaches and some of the guys over here on the team, uh, I know that I would be able to mesh well with the coaching staff and then also with the players. So that made it that made it an easy choice. Yeah, no kidding. So tell me if you don't mind what life is like for you right now. Uh, I guess are you guys calling it a bubble? What are you calling it there at the University of Guelph? What what's your days like? Uh, right now, I mean, we call it a bubble. We call it. Some people call it jail. Some people call it, uh, you know. But uh, right now we wake up in the morning uh, and do meetings, and then we just, we're done for the day. I know we get to take uh, two 15-minute breaks, like go outside and make sure we're not congregating around each other and stuff, take a walk or whatever. But usually I'm done around 2, 2.15-ish every day. Get my day started at like 10 for right now. Well, uh, you mentioned that you're not the, or you mentioned it off the air, not the most active Twitter guy, but I see some other CFLers saying that they're going nuts in their rooms already, and it's, it's kind of just starting. But you're a pretty mentally tough guy. Um, how, are yeah. you getting th- how are you getting through this? 
<laughs> Shout out to my wife, man. She sent me up a projector screen so I could, uh, well, a projector, not a screen, a projector so I could play my game, my system on it. It was, at the first two days, it was low-key kind of rough, man, not being able to watch TV, not being like play the game, just being stuck in a house with nobody else in it. It was it was crazy. Well, so I'm interested. Um, you've, for those that don't know, Ricky played with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders from 2016, 2017, with the BC Lions in 2018. And then Edmonton last year, where you had your best year as a pro, 1,103 yards. So you're looking obviously to build on that and you're still a young guy Ricky they're right born in 92 um what is it about the Argos offense that has you excited that you could light it up out there we got so many pieces it is it's hard for teams to just focus in on one receiver I mean you look at the names that we have like DeVaris Daniels Eric Rogers then we got Kendall Wright you know uh, me myself and then you have Jawan Breskison like those those names right there just jump off at you, you know. And I know at the end of the day those are just names, but people know what uh, what we can do. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Two more that I'm thinking of. Dejan Brissett. Have you had a chance yes, to talk to have you had a chance to talk to D B out there yet? Like you talk about this talent. You guys haven't I wouldn't think been on the field together yet. No, we haven't been on the field. We haven't been on the field together at all. But uh, I haven't been able to talk to DB. Uh, I've definitely seen his film, though, and I like the kid. I like him. Yeah, and a Toronto kid, I think the sky's the limit for him. And then here's another name. Martavis Bryant. Has he shown yep. up yet? Is he in camp? Martavius Bryant. You know what I mean? Martavius being Martavius, you know? That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, I know you guys will be rivaling each other for throat tattoos, but this is going to be an unbelievable competition and training camp, man. Like I would want to, you could sell tickets to watch you guys training camp sessions. I would think that's going to be, that's going to be uh, explosive. Yeah. I mean, training camp for the receiver core, man, it's going to be a good one. Uh, I mean, like I said in my uh, article, if, if you, you play in the wrong sport, if you don't like competition, that's what it's all about. Uh, competition brings the best out of everybody. I mean, I like I love competition. So, I mean, I hope the next guy loves competition. That's what football is. Have you got the sense, Ricky, that there's a little bit of a chip on the players' shoulders there with the Toronto Argonauts? I mean, you've been down in the States, in Texas. I don't know if you've noticed. You were like the latest when you got signed, right? The Cameron Judge, the Charleston Hughes, all these big names. People are like, where are they getting the money? Sean Oakman. Where are they getting the money from? Uh, have you guys kibitzed about that and laughed about that? They're like, there's no way they can afford all these guys. Uh, is there something brewing that way and you guys want to prove people wrong? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's definitely a chip on our shoulders. Uh, I mean, I know I can speak for myself, you know, uh, being a late addition to the team. Because um, I know every everybody is saying it's a lot of egos out there on the team, which, I mean, it is. Everybody's their own man, you know. But uh, at the end of the day, you just go out there and play football, take care of business at hand, uh, everything take care of itself. You know, Ricky, what's funny about that is you hear it all the time, right? And there's only one ball. You've played on some very good teams in the CFL. How do you satisfy a bunch of guys that want the ball on every play? Man, you, everybody just got to stay stay patient. That's all it is. You got to stay patient and know that your number is going to get called and just make a play when your number is called. Don't get surprised when your number's called.
You know, the interesting thing, too, is your quarterback position. I'm not going to – again, you guys haven't been on the field yet, but there's a little bit of a question mark who starts in week one. Nick, Ar- Nick Arbuckle or McLeod Bethel-Thompson, right? I mean, I guess that's what training camp is for, but those are two pretty talented guys. What have the meetings been like with them? Uh, I mean, we haven't been able to uh, – receivers haven't been able to meet with the quarterbacks yet, uh, but I know both of those guys, they're – their understanding of the um, of the game, their understanding of the offense, you know, and their top tier quarterbacks. I mean, look at what uh, McLeod just did recently. Look at what Arbuckle just did, you know. So, and that's gonna be a good competition too, man. I I don't care who's back there, you know. I I don't care if it's one A or one B, you know. We're gonna whoever's out there, we're gonna go have fun. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. And I, I know, know the next man. Go ahead. No, no, you go. The next man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And I know the next man, whoever's not starting a quarterback, he's going to be cheering on the guy that's in the game at that moment. So that's something that we're trying to build. Well, I think that's very exciting for the Argos, and uh, they might be my number one team this year. But I got I to tell our viewers a story that when you came to Saskatchewan in 2016, you'd already made the team. You and I have talked about this on the show before, but you didn't know it. <laughs> Right. And one of the guys that was running the ah, you're smiling already was John Murphy. And I'm like, Murphy fumbled a punt in a preseason <laughs> game. Man. You, normally you cut a guy like that. And Murphy's like, oh, no, no, no. We know what he is. And they did know what you were. So when you had this as a player, so when you had that opportunity to sign with the Argos, I got to think that Murph's fingerprints were all over that deal because he's he's your number one fan. Yeah, Murph being Murph, man, you know, uh, I mean, once everything got going, you know, uh, my agent, Murray, for me, we talked about everything and stuff like that. We ironed stuff out, and the rest is history. I'm the Argo now. Yeah, no, well, but you've played in BC, you've played in Edmonton, you've played in Saskatchewan. You've only played in Toronto in road games. What is it about that city and BMO field and that franchise that has you excited to take the field here next month? I mean, for me, one thing is that I want to help restore what the Argos once was, you know. Uh, it was a good franchise, man. Uh, we're, in a, and we're in a great city, you know. I mean, it's Toronto. So with bringing back what Toronto once was as far as the franchise, it did been in a good city, a great city. It's the you – can, you can only imagine. But, you know, the last one I have for you, Ricky, is you're doing this a little backwards – your old teammate, Brennan Labatt, has retired. You've seen all the news of guys retiring. You came out of retirement to play. Like, that's, that's a heck of a story right there, man. And, uh, like, you, you see these retirements across the league. I guess everybody has to do what's best for them, right? I mean, what's your take on the way things are going down in the CFL right now? All right. I mean, everybody's, everybody's being, being a man. Uh, they're standing behind what they're doing. Um, and I... I Me, mean, I'm 100% for, with everybody. You know, if you're retiring, if you're coming out of retirement, it doesn't matter. If you're sitting out a year, I mean, you're doing what you need to do to make ends meet or to be there with your family, whatever it, whatever it might be. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. Um, like I said, I applaud everybody that's making every decision they're making at this moment. Good for you, Ricky. Well, I'll say it again. I applaud you for yours. When I saw that news release come across from the Argos that they'd signed you, I'm like, he just couldn't stay away. And I'm glad to hear that your uh, family was involved in that decision. Listen, if you want to tell any of your teammates if they're bored and they want to come on our show, they're more than welcome to. But I appreciate you spending some time with us today, Ricky. Always good seeing you. Nah, no problem, man. You know how it is. Absolutely. Good to have me on today. 
Appreciate it. Ricky Collins Jr. of the Toronto Argonauts joining us from the University of Guelph. Quarantine ahead of Argo's training camp. We'll be right back with a sports update. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Welcome back, everybody. Canada's daytime sports talk show continues. Canada's only daytime sports talk show, which automatically makes us the best. Um, people chiming in from Quebec again. So I want to remind you, contact your cable carrier out there in Eastern Canada, Atlantic Canada, Quebec. We're on uh, with Game Plus, Videotron, Eastlink Cable, and Rogers. A sports update coming up in a moment, but um, from the text line from the 541... Randy Butler is his name. He says, Habs game tonight. If the Habs continue to lay licks on them, especially on Braden Point, they will win tonight again. Go Habitant. How about that, guys? How about, How about that? that? I, got, uh, I got Montreal winning tonight. I really do. From Bob in Grand Prairie, Alberta, home of the storm, writing on the Prairie Mobile text line, and you can too, 306-840-8777. Says, unless we were privy, uh, privy to the CFL, XFL talks, we don't know if possibly there was something to look at in the future. Therefore, we can't say publicly it was a waste of time. Arash Madani wasn't there either. We'll get to that in a moment. And uh, DG writing in from the Bridge City. Morning, guys. A little bit of an off-topic point here. I know you read the blurb about Owen Power announcing he is looking to return to school A bit bigger story there than people might realize as college athletes can be paid now and he must see an opportunity. This will have big, big implications for the Canadian Hockey League's recruiting. Not good for Canadian hockey fans. DG in Saskatoon. That, so far off my radar. Big story nonetheless. Um, so sports update, this is what the, the Bob was talking about in Grand Prairie. If you missed it earlier, the CFL says partnership talks with the XFL have been jointly halted on March 10th. The CFL and XFL announced they were poised to begin serious talks about a potential partnership. Neither side said who initiated talks first, only that they'd agreed to collaborating on ways to grow football. CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi said in a statement this morning, while we remain open to finding new ways to work together in the future, we and our XFL counterparts have jointly decided to not pursue any formal arrangements at this time. Clearly, they are no longer talking about talking. And of all the rhetoric and social media storm that's come up since this announcement this morning, I can't even remember the dude's name. He wrote us on Twitter and said, oh, good. I was so afraid they were going to try to grow the league. The idea of the CFL staying the same scares the hell out of me. That's my take on this. The Phoenix Suns are inching closer to their first ever NBA title. Chris Paul had 32 points and 9 assists. Devin Booker scored 27. 
And the Suns beat the returning Giannis Antetokounmpo and his Milwaukee Bucks 118-105 in Game 1 of the NBA Finals on Tuesday night. Phoenix was last in the Finals in 93 when the Suns lost to Michael Jordan's Chicago Bulls. Why do I feel bad for people all the time? I feel bad about our closed captioner guy that watches this show and texts us on breaks, texts this show on breaks, the guy that does the closed captioning. How do you think he feels about Yanis Antetokounmpo? He's probably still typing Greek freak. The Montreal Canadiens face a steep battle to keep the Tampa Bay Lightning from winning the Stanley Cup tonight. Montreal is attempting to achieve the NHL improbable in becoming just the fifth team and second in the final to overcome a 3-0 series playoff deficit. The Habs are down 3-1 after taking game four, 3-2 in overtime at home. By the way, I thought that nobody would ever done it. But I was reading the game notes this morning from uh, the National Hockey League, and I guess the 1942 Leafs came back and won it all. Did you know that, Clark? Down. You've heard it. Yeah, there's a rumor. Back when there were six teams. Not, yeah, not that that matters. We'd have to ask Lynch. He would have watched that. Toronto Ace Hinjin Roo starts tonight against the Orioles in Baltimore following the Blue Jays' 7-5 loss last night at Camden Yards. Rue is looking to improve to 3-0 against Baltimore this year. Orioles go with Matt Harvey, who was 0-8 in 11 starts since May 1st. That's the good news. It's been 55 years since England reached any type of major final, winning its only World Cup title at Wembley Stadium in 1966. England is one step away from another final, however, facing the juggernaut Denmark today at Wembley in the European Championship semifinals. England has yet to concede a goal in five matches at Euro 2020. The winner will face Italy in Sunday's final. I might even be watching today because I am of Danish descent and my country's made it to the semifinals. Who knew? Who knew we had a team and that we were actually good at soccer because we suck at hockey? Toronto FC assistant coach Javier Perez is in charge, at least for tonight's match at New England. Chris Armas was axed the day after Saturday's humiliating 7-1 loss at D.C. United, which represented TFC's heaviest ever margin of defeat. Toronto's lost six in a row. How about me and the soccer coverage? How about that? This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis with the best team of writers across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including the new Almond Mocha, RP Show viewers get 25, no, hang on, 20% off with a promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. From Colin in Ottawa, says, how would Lynch have watched the 1942 Stanley Cup Finals if the games weren't broadcast on TV until the mid-1950s? Colin, you seem like a real fun guy. How about that? From Michael in Toronto. So how does the CFL improve their situation? What have they been doing for the past 15 months? See, that's the point. And 
Arash, and I know we're going to go to a break here right away, but this is what Arash said. I screenshotted it. We've all, and I don't mean just the media, but yourself, the viewers, everybody's had a take on the news today that CFL and XFL have agreed to go their separate ways here. My thing as I was walking to my car this morning from outside my house, the notification came up and it was like, CFL, XFL, call off talks, will not explore collaboration. I'm like, of course they did. I just think it doesn't look great. A rash on Twitter, a total waste of time, energy, and resources. Could have reshaped its business model instead, months of idiocy, and the bag is empty. Can't wait for the comedy from the apologists who crowed the merger was the way to save the CFL. I guess everything's fine. I guess everything's fine. I don't think that it's fine. But that's what we're led to believe. So let's go with that. And training camps open on Saturday and they will play. You saw Craig Smith, our director of scouting, imploring the viewers to buy tickets and go to the games because it's all about money. I thought a bigger league, more teams. Hey, we've been down that road. It's up in smoke. Kevin Olenek on YouTube says Arash isn't wrong. No, I don't think that he is, but he's getting lambasted for just putting on Twitter what a gigantic, colossal waste of everybody's time this whole thing was the last four months. But as many have pointed out, what else were we going to talk about when we didn't even know if they were going to play this year? So it gave us something to discuss. Clark joins us in the bunker next for overtime. Hang on, we'll be right back. You are watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. It's overtime, and we have uh, let Clark out of his cage. Here I'm to doing ju- just fine. I'm doing just fine. I didn't ask how you're doing. Well, it's a song. It's a song lyric. <laughs> let me out of my cage, and I'm doing just oh, fine. Oh, okay. Ryan, hey. Ryan wanted me to say that. Okay. We're going we're gonna, to uh, face off in a second here on the news of the day, the breaking news. If you've heard it, the CFL and XFL have broken up. They've gone their separate ways. Who knows if they'll come back together or not, but for now, they're no longer talking about talking. We're going to face off about that in a second. But, but first, ole, 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 ole. We the North tonight, game five, Stanley Cup final. Do I feel cheap and dirty? That I've jumped on the Habs bandwagon? Not on your life. They've given us all these gifts. Just like the Golden Knights did. Like what? These other teams need to step up to buy our love. But we won't be doing this again. Order merchandise on game day. And if the Habs win, you get it for free. We did that on Monday. Are we doing it again for game five? Oh. Too much. Too, too much many lost. people ordered. <laughs> too much lost revenue. <laughs> RodPetersonShop.com. Go buy it. There's no freebies if the Habs win tonight. Just saying. I'm gonna. I might wear this tonight. Uh, it looks good. There you go. So to the um, the face-off now for the Ultimate Fan Zone and the Mad Greek Restaurant in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. 
the news of the day, the XFL and the CFL pulling the pin. For me, I'm like, of course they did. Got us all worked up and then walk away. Uh, disappointing to me. But I want to know your opinion on this. Sure. Yeah, is Mandy watching? Mandy. Yeah, she always to, wants your take I'm on the CFL. I'm about to mention the CFL, Mandy. Uh, no, but I think uh, I, I was nervous about it just to see what they would have done in terms of merging the two leagues into one uh, rule. There was too many things to go on, going on with, like, what rules would they use and what are they going to drop from the CFL and adapt with the uh, XFL and uh, is the ratio going to... You know, all that stuff was just... It was a little nerve-wracking, I think, for a lot of people. But I'm a little upset that there wasn't some sort of mutually beneficial and positive business side of things that they could have come to terms on, whether that was some sort of revenue model or business model that the CFL clearly needs to work on still. Uh, but something along those lines where, you know, the CFL maybe could have grabbed a few things from the XFL, the XFL could have snagged a few things from the CFL, uh, and both have benefited in some way. And I don't, like Darren said earlier in the show in the warm up, like maybe that's not, maybe that's not over yet. Maybe they're just putting it on pause for now and maybe next year it picks back up and they start conversations again and they're just focusing on this season now, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, I think overall, you know, it, it is what it is. And I'm just glad that the CFL is, you know, ready to come back on the field and we'll see what happens next year. That's Clark's take. Here it is. Uh, but if you had to boil it down to voting on our poll, happy or sad with today's news, what are you doing? I would uh, say yes a, or little, no. a little sad. Oh, yeah, sad. And uh, me, sad. sad as well. Yeah. So that's okay. Thank you. Yeah. That's good. So that's the face-off today for the Ultimate Fan Zone, Moose Jaw, and the Mad Greek Restaurant. And by the way, uh, Craig Smith was in here, our director of scouting earlier on. He went down and bought two lids at UFC Moose Jaw, the Detroit Lions and the Minnesota Vikings. They literally have everything. Clark yesterday was just wearing his new Blue Jays. Uh, can I say Blue Jays top? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I got that baby blue. And then I also got some hockey jerseys customized as well because they nice. do that as well. So. They can do it all. Adam Brooks Leafs jersey. Loving it. Todd Pinkney, one of our P1s, writes in and says, uh, never been a fan of a rash and never will be. <laughs> I, he, a rash has his opinion. You're entitled to your opinion. That's cool. We all have opinions. Let's not get worked about, up about everybody else's. Although somebody said here, when do we get a rash on the RP show? Dar Netzel. Yes. Sounds like a Star Wars character to me. Dar Netzel. Read it backwards. Listen hard. Listen hard. There you go. Uh, How about that? Are you booking a rash? I Next just week. texted him. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I did just Let's text get him, him on on this. Yeah. And let's round it out on this. Andrew Stutt. Clearly a Habs fan because his Facebook avatar is the Habs logo. Yes. And he says, the pressure is on Tampa, I believe. Habs have nothing to, believe, uh, to lose. I couldn't agree more. And I agree with Craig Button. Gosh, he's a dashing and sharp guy on TSN, their director of scouting who said the Habs need to go out tonight and throw caution to the wind like they did in game four because they've got nothing to lose. And he was just like, why did they wait so long? Why were they playing so nervous and upset in the first three games? Not that I need to quote Craig Button, but I just really agreed with what he was saying. And it's still going to come down to Carey Price. Clark, if they're going to win this Stanley Cup, and they still could, Carey Price has to go into God mode Oof. from the start. It would have been nice if he got into God mode from game one, but he didn't. But we are where we are, and there's no time like the present, and you can't tell me that the people in Montreal aren't thinking that there's a chance. There's oh, yeah. a chance. There's always a chance with Carey Price, and you know, even though it hasn't come out yet, you know, it didn't come out early in the Leafs series either. Uh, they lost 6-1 and 4-0 to the Leafs in that first series, and then 
flipped a switch, Carey Price God mode came in. So I, I still think it could happen. Uh, and hey, they've come back from a 3-1 series deficit before. They've staved off elimination rod before. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if they can do it again tonight. I'm not overly hopeful for them. I think Tampa's a different beast, but we'll see. Thanks, Clark. Yeah, for sure. Uh, tomorrow. We, do you want to tell, uh, tell the folks, since you don't get out here very often, yeah. what we got going on? Uh, so we've touched base with the Seattle Kraken, uh, and we've had him on before, but Everett Fitzhugh is the voice of the Seattle Kraken, the radio voice. He's going to be on with us again uh, tomorrow. So we're going to chat a little Seattle Kraken. Obviously, he's going to talk all sorts of hockey stuff with you guys, but uh, it'll be fun to get Everett back on the show. And then we have a special guest in hour I two. Like it. I a like special it. guest. I'm going to tease it. Uh, but I'm not going to say who, uh, but <laughs> CFL fans, you'll be happy. So it'll be a good one, but I'm excited about that. Well, it was a great day today. And I, I do want to thank the CFL for dropping this news just before we went to air, because uh, not like we didn't have anything to talk about, but it certainly has given us great direction for today's show. Again, tomorrow, Everett Fitzhugh, the radio voice of the Seattle Kraken, a special guest that will be with us in hour two. I want to thank today our director of scouting, Craig Smith. People really love him. Oh, yeah. Two-time Great Cup champion and uh, Ricky Collins Jr. of the Toronto Argonauts. And our good friend Dan Goodspeed for checking in from Tampa Bay, who's saying go Bolts. We'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern right here on Game Plus. You screwed up, Clark! For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.